Welcome to another episode of How to Read the Bible. I'm your host, Nate Claiborne. Normally, I would have Ben or Josh or Duckett or Mike Allen or someone like that with me to talk about how to read the Bible, but today it's just going to be me. Uh, And partly that's so I can make a confession that I actually am not as familiar with the prophetic books as I would like to be. So in CBR, we just finished Isaiah a little bit ago, and now we're in Jeremiah. And through the rest of the year, we're going to be in Ezekiel and then the Minor Prophets, which if you're lucky, you can name all 12 of them. And it's been a part of the Bible that I've wanted to study more. Now, granted, I've had classes on these books, uh, both in my undergraduate program and then when I was in seminary. Um, But it's not a part of the Bible I naturally gravitate towards. Um, I prefer the Psalms, Genesis, New Testament. Um, Isaiah is a very rich book, and there's parts of Jeremiah that I'm familiar with. I had to write uh, one of my exegetical papers in a Hebrew class was on Jeremiah 23, so I'm very familiar with Jeremiah 23. Um, And Josh and I talked about Jeremiah 31, and Jeremiah 1 was what Mike and I talked about. And I could give you a general overview of the book of Jeremiah, but when it comes to the specifics of chapter by chapter, uh, some of the themes and some of the things going on in the book, I'm a little less familiar than I would like to be. Um, And that's even more true of a book like Ezekiel, um, even as we get into Hosea, and I'm fairly familiar with Jonah because we take a whole class on that in our seminary program. But I thought that if I were in that position, many of you all might be as well as And if we're going to be spending the better part of the rest of the year reading the prophets together, um, maybe it would be helpful if I explained a little bit of what I'm doing as I'm trying to be more familiar with these books than I currently am. So the first thing that I do is I, I read the chapter that we're reading in Jeremiah in at least two different translations. So I'll read through it in the ESV. Uh, That's kind of my preferred Bible version. I also am a big fan of the Christian Standard Bible. It's it's not a newer translation, but it's a refresh on an existing translation. Uh, And then I read through two other Old Testament scholars' translations. The first one is I have been reading through Robert Alter's translation of the Old Testament, or the Hebrew Bible, as he would call it. And so I'll read his translation of the chapter of Jeremiah, and he's got a lot of interesting study notes on just how terms are translated and what phrases mean and where they show up elsewhere. Uh, It's particular interesting reading his notes because he is not a believer. Uh, He's Jewish, but he's not a... uh, I don't even know if he's actually practicing... uh, He doesn't practice Judaism, I don't think. He might. Uh, But so he's very agnostic when it comes to whether prophecies in the Old Testament might refer to Jesus. Uh, he's so, so he's not necessarily focused on theological things when he's talking about Jeremiah or Isaiah or any of the prophets. He's focusing more on linguistic, historical, or cultural things. So it's just interesting to read his translation, which I really like the way he goes about translating. Um, and if you're curious about his methods and are super interesting, he just released a book not too long ago called The Art of Bible Translation. It's a really short book. You'd be able to make your way through it pretty quickly. It's not scholarly in a real rich academic sort of sense. Um, but it's just interesting reading his translation and then seeing some of his notes and getting that perspective. Uh, the other thing that I use is uh, it's an Old Testament scholar named John Goldingay. 
who's written extensively on the Old Testament, and he was tasked with producing a short commentary series called The Bible for Everyone. Uh, He was the Old Testament scholar, and then a different person, N.T. Wright, was the New Testament scholar who translated and did short devotional commentary on the New Testament. So it's interesting getting his translation of the chapters in Jeremiah. And then he has a little short devotional. uh, It's not really commentary. Um, It's more of a, I mean, devotional is probably the best word for it. It's a little deeper than a traditional devotional. Whatever Whatever you're thinking of when you think of a devotional book, it's a little bit richer than that. Uh, but it's definitely by no means a full-on commentary. Um, his perspective is very unique as well. I don't know that I necessarily agree with everything he would say, but it, it forces me to think through a little bit more of what's going on in Jeremiah. And so between those two things, I'm getting the chapter in Jeremiah from three different translations. I'm getting some additional study notes and clarifications, and then a little bit of practical application. And so for most people, that may be totally sufficient. It's it's more than just reading the chapter. And if you're actually practicing CBR, going through the quadrants that we use for CBR, um, I don't know that everyone necessarily does that. I'll be honest, I don't currently do that at the moment, but I do keep up with my daily readings uh, in the Old and New Testament. And so with Jeremiah right now, I'm less kind of to fill a gap in my knowledge, I'm less concerned with doing the CBR style praying through Jeremiah as I am getting to a place where I feel like I actually understand Jeremiah a little bit better. So um, if you're wanting to go even deeper than that, I mean, beyond just the different translations, uh, the next best step is to consult a good study Bible. Uh, And I'm going to recommend three of them to you. And you you can get all of these. You can get one of these. Um, More is not necessarily better. The the best study Bible is one that you feel comfortable using. And not everyone feels comfortable using a study Bible. It's just if you do have more questions about a passage, that's a good place to jump to. Um, A criticism of study Bibles is the, the quality of the notes, meaning when you're reading through Jeremiah, someone wrote study notes for Jeremiah. Those might be really good, but then the study notes to Ezekiel might not be as good, depending on your perspective. Uh, But if you just want to have a single resource that you're able to pull off the shelf and do a little more study with, it's hard to beat a study Bible. So uh, I would recommend the ESV study Bible, um, primarily for its uh, linguistic notes. Um, It's got its flaws to it, which we could get into in another episode. Uh, You could, there's certain people you could ask that would... Uh, make a face at you if you mentioned the ESV study Bible, but um, I've found it useful. It's been around for, uh, not exactly sure how long it's been around. It's, it's not very old. Um, a couple newer ones, though, might be a little bit better just for getting you into a different translation and just for a better variety of authors contributing to the study notes. So those two are the Christian Standard Bible um, study, study Bible. Uh, I guess it would be the CSBSB. That's a little confusing though, but um, I found it very useful. The notes are really good in there. Um, again, it's that tra- it's a different translation that I like in certain places. Um, and so that's worth checking out as well as the NIV study Bible. Uh, there's a newer version of it, uh, but there's various NIV study Bibles, but 
Um, there was a newer one that came out just a few years ago. It's very big. Um, I know we're talking about study Bibles, so they're all very big by relative standards, but um, it's got some quality book introductions and study notes as well. So one of those, all of those, none of those uh, would be your next course of action after you've wrestled with the text in a couple different translations. Maybe you picked up that Bible, uh, the Bible for everyone volume on Jeremiah that I mentioned. I mean, we're talking about a paperback that's $10, $15 at that point. Um, if you wanted to spring for Robert Alter's Old Testament, uh, depends on whether you want to get just the prophets or you want to get the box set, uh, which is a little pricier. Uh, but let's say you would rather just, you're not really, cons- you would actually like to, over the course of this year, deepen your understanding of all of the prophets, then a, a move for you might be not to just get a study Bible that's going to have notes that are good on one book or not another. Uh, you could actually get an individual commentary on the book of Jeremiah. So as you're reading through Jeremiah, if you come across things that are confusing or you want to dig into them a little bit more, you have questions, um, this is a book you can read in parallel with reading your Bible that would help uh, uh, help you understand the text a little bit better. Um, but there are tons of commentaries out there. And so again, some of them are good. Some of them are okay. Some of them are terrible. Um, and they're also at different levels. So I could give you a recommendation of a commentary on the book of Jeremiah that's over a thousand pages long and is going to have no stone left unturned as it's making its way through the book. But you might not really want all that. You might just want a little more detail than what a study Bible would provide. Um, and so if that's the case, there are two, two commentary series that I should mention that would be a good starting point. Uh, one of them is called The Bible Speaks Today, and the volume by Jeremiah on Jeremiah is by Christopher Wright, and I'm actually reading through that as well right now. Um, and in that volume, it's a little less, uh, it's more of a big picture overview from chapter to chapter. So he's not necessarily commenting verse by verse in the way that a study Bible might have entries for most of the verses. Um, if you're not familiar, when you're reading through a study Bible, you read a verse and you, you have a question about it, and then you look down below and you'll see that that verse, there's a note for that specific verse. That's kind of how commentaries work, except that commentaries are usually required to cover every verse to one degree or another. Uh, the Bible Speaks Today commentary covers every part of Jeremiah, but not necessarily every single verse in detail. Um, but I found it really useful. I, he, I like him as an author. I've read several of his other books, and so I was interested to kind of see his thoughts on Jeremiah. The other series that's fairly accessible is called the Tyndale Old Testament Commentary Series. And there's actually two volumes on Jeremiah because they're in the process of updating them. And so with these volumes, uh, they're going to get a little closer to analyzing Jeremiah verse by verse and then kind of summarizing each section as they go. And so these are smaller paperback editions. They're 10, 20 Twenty-five dollars, depending on which volume you get, and I, over the course of the time I've been teaching as well as studying in seminary, have found these really useful starting points. Um, they're not very technical, so you're not looking at like Hebrew in there that you can't read, um, and they're very good companions to reading through a chapter of the Bible. Uh, beyond that, there's some other series worth mentioning: um, the New International Version Application Commentary. Um, 
has a volume on Jeremiah that's going to be a little more intensive than the one I just mentioned, but it's also going to push towards drawing contemporary applications from the book of Jeremiah. So if you're interested in thinking through, well, yeah, I get understanding Jeremiah better, but how is Jeremiah really relevant to our context today? then the NIV application commentary would be a book that you might want to pick up to kind of guide you through that process. Um, there's more that we could say, but I just kind of wanted to give a general overview of the available resources at your disposal that uh, you could buy, you could borrow, you could um, you could ask a friend if they have some, and uh, there's different ways you could go about getting these resources. I prefer to acquire them because I've built a theological library over the course of the last several years, uh, but I realize that's not everybody's ideal. Um, it isn't a bad idea, though, to have a basic theological library, which would just be to have a commentary on every book of the Bible, some Bible introduction books, which we can talk about in another episode, um, and just some good classic theological resources. It wouldn't break your bank to try to put that together over the next few years. Um, and really, as we're going through the prophets the rest of this year, that's a good time to start the process if that's something you wanted to start, because I would imagine for most people, this is the most unfamiliar part of the Bible. And so what better place to start trying to grow in not just your understanding of the Bible, but the understanding of the resources at our disposal that would help us understand the Bible better. So I, we might go back and do another episode like this on Isaiah since we missed it on the way through. Uh, but my intention is to publish episodes like this on all of the books of the Bible that we start throughout the rest of this year in our community Bible reading. So until next time, this is Nate Claiborne, and thanks for joining me on another episode of How to Read the Bible.